Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Buff Nation, what is up? Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. every day. Illegal Pete's is, our, is always our go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. My name is Jake Schwan. It's joining me again, the legendary Andre Simone. <laughs> My guy. What's up, bro? How you doing? My guy, Jake. What a weekend. Fun little weekend. Crazy weekend. Happy Martin Luther King Day also. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Absolutely up in Studio B, a little hockey game going on downstairs. Yep. A early hockey game for some MLK. And uh, we get to be up here. There was almost too much content to consume. <laughs> almost. Yeah, and yet I was disappointed that there wasn't more. I know. That's the thing about Prime. Welcome to the beat. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about Coach Prime. Lots of content to consume. Yet wanting for more. Yep, always wanting for more. Uh, we are in Studio B today, a little different looking. I can't even remember the last time I did a buff show up here. I think it was in season, so it's been a while. Yep, yep, yep. But plenty to talk about, Andre. What a weekend it was. People are already mentioning it in the comments. Let's talk about it. Cormani McLean. After we left you guys on Friday... Uh, there were rumors. Mike Farrell of Mike Farrell Sports tweeted out, Cormani is visiting Colorado, according to his sources. Yeah. We I think it's Mike Farrell. Farrell? Farrell Farrell. Sorry. I've influenced you poorly. Now everyone gets that kind of pronunciation. Yeah. Okay. Mike Farrell, he put it out there. Yep. You're scouring videos on IG live. <laughs> and I was sent <laughs> screenshots of videos. Um, Those are sent to you. Huh? Yes. Hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. And then, yes, I put that tweet up on Saturday, basically confirming that he was there. Cormani confirms it himself on Sunday. Okay, so talk me through this. Do you want to hear the whole timeline? His number seven. Yes. So why was the chain so important as a follow-up? Because it's a seven chain, and he wears it a lot. He wore it at seven? the Under Armour All-American uh-huh. game. It's all over his Instagram. Yeah, he's just number seven. Yeah, he's, it's like prime. He's 21. Right. Which or is why... John Elway, um, old number seven. He's new number seven. Exactly. Tiff, if you want to put that tweet up I sent you, um, Cormani posted these... Uh, cl- or Not clips. Many pictures on his Instagram page. Yeah. Uh, 21 plus 7 equals buffs, question mark? Mm, Maybe. We'll see. Could be. Yeah, could that be. one is awesome. I love that That one picture. is amazing. He is 
I mean, you you said it to me. Yeah, like you can see the length of his so, arms right there. So absurd, I mean, man. <laughs> he is a great, great recruit, great prospect. So absurdly um, long, yeah. If um, you want to, if you can throw on the film too and just let that roll. Here's Carmani McLean's huddle from his junior year. It's very, very impressive stuff. Um, yeah, anyways. there's a reason the kid is like the top-ranked non-quarterback in the entire country. Right. So let's go back Thank you very much. through this timeline. Thank you, Tiff. Going back to October, Yeah. many people had Cormani McLean pegged as a Florida Gator commit. Yes. October 27th comes. He uh, commits to Miami. Yeah. Been committed there since. Um, then he said he was going, or his mom and tweeted out actually. In both those cases, him kind of connecting himself to some coaching staffs that had just come into place, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's Which uh, I think is another as uh, an interesting maybe trend to point out. Right. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Napier at Florida, right. Cristobal at Miami, and right. now, of course Prime at at CU. CU. Yes. Um, going back to December though, Cormani's mom tweeted out that he was going to sign on early signing day, which was December 21st, I believe. I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. when it was mm-hmm. later that day. His mom tweets out that Cormani's not going to sign. False alarm. Um, we next see Cormani McLean at the Under Armour all American game on January 3rd, where he said he was going to be signing on the 15th. The 15th was yesterday. It comes and goes. We get that well, post. Well, and refuses any interviews. And refuses. All he says yeah. is that he'll be signed. Now, what was the verbiage? He'll be signing or announcing the 15th? He will be signing. That's signing what he said. The 15th. Which, obviously, he couldn't really sign. Yeah. Because signing day is not till the 1st. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah. Of course, the CU stuff comes out this weekend. He was obviously there. Now it seems kind of like a two-horse race. It might even only be a one-horse race, though, because he obviously cut off communication to Miami's coaching staff. On Friday, yeah. they were supposed to meet him at Lakeland High School. He's not there. Surprise, surprise. Where is he? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if how far Miami gets now. Obviously, CU looks to be in the lead. We got about three or four crystal balls from 247 Sports over the weekend and on Friday. So that's where we are right now. Yeah. The 15th comes and goes. We get an Instagram post. Right. And that's about it. Whole family's there. Whole family was there, too. Which I think is important because you mentioned Mama McLean Mm -hmm. with the two tweets about, you know, early signing day was supposed to be. And then the the retraction tweet, essentially. Mm -hmm. I wonder if Mama McLean is hoping he'll stay closer to home in Florida and she's maybe the last hurdle here for um, Prime and uh, and his coaching staff and getting Cormani to join the squad in full. I you mentioned we're presented by Illegal Pizza. Yes, very good. Very I got I got to see. You're don't a pro, worry. bro. You're a pro. <laughs> Thank you. I'm um, so dialed in on on Cormani stuff. I forgot <laughs> myself. As you mentioned, his family was there over the weekend, and as I swear TV said, whole family loved it. Um, I tweeted out some pictures on my account, on the Buffs account, at yeah. JakeDMBR, at DMBR underscore Buffs on Twitter, if you want to go check those out. Yeah, it really seemed like uh, the whole family was enjoying it, um, took pictures with Coach Prime. And Coach Prime's talked about this before. The parents and the mothers of these recruits, they know who he is. Yeah, 
they saw him at his prime when he was prime time mm-hmm. on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That yeah. carries weight. It carries weight a lot. For sure. Um, More so, it would carry weight for me how he... I mean, you know, it's easy to say family. It's another thing to live it. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing to have Bucky filming you at all times and have Shadur and Shiloh in your program and have his daughter there. Like, you know, you watch one of the recent well-off. She's like uh, putting butter on his toast and they're <laughs> yeah. giving each other a hard time about the kid rankings. Like that man really is a living example of family. I mean, yep. he is surrounded and with family at all times. Mm-hmm. He lives it. And you can see it in how he interacts with other people. And I mean, you'd have to be comfortable with everyone you're around if your son is filming you everything you right. do. Right. You know, like <laughs> of course. It's a different deal. Yep. Um, so yeah, I uh the more prime content I consume, the more that is just like just smacks you in the face. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, Andre, GM of uh, DMVR, sure, right? Sure, sure, yeah, uh, yeah. You yeah. used to be on a lot of these shows until sure, you sure. took the step up. You've yeah. seen a lot of well-off content over the last few I have, so. I have, yes. Yeah. These, this couple of weeks have forced me, and it's... Uh, You're bought in. I'm bought in. It's harder Let's and go. harder not <laughs> to click on the well-off uh, link, daily link that appears on my YouTube feed. Yep. It's... Uh, it's just outstanding. And then when you have stuff like this going on, a weekend like this, um, it's especially hard to stay away from any of it. Back to Cormani McLean, though. On his Instagram post, Travis Hunter commented, duo, question mark, with the bandit emoji. This is a very, very interesting aspect to this. Of course, Cormani McLean and Travis Hunter, both Florida kids. Um, I don't think they went to the same high school, mm-hmm. but you can assume they know each other. Mm-hmm. And you would assume Travis Hunter is playing his role in trying to get McLean to Boulder. Yeah, you'd think so. My question to you, if the Buffs do get Cormani McLean to commit, does that free up Travis Hunter to play to focus more on wide receiver? He's going to play both ways. We know this. Yeah, I, I think it does certainly free him up to play more wide receiver. Might also free him up the fact that they signed yet another cornerback today. They did, yes. Which, uh, you know, Nico Reed, who we've talked of. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think it would free him up to play play more wide receiver. But, of course, I think uh, Travis would still give us some snaps at, at corner, right? Still, still how, stick to it. How tantalizing would it be, though, <laughs> to have... Cormani McLean on one side oh my God. and Travis Hunter on the other, though. I mean, it would be the top cornerback, maybe just recruiting at this point. There's probably veteran duos that are more established at this point right now in right. college football. Right. But just as, from a hype and from a potential standpoint, not much can beat that. Yeah, and I would argue you haven't seen a cornerback duo like that in the Pac-12 since, like... Washington's had some Yeah, duos. since Washington was doing their thing a few years back, you mm-hmm. know, I mean. There's Byron Murphy and Yeah, exactly. Sidney Jones, one of right. those guys, Elijah Moore. Elijah no, Moore. Yeah. Um, um, so some. Gordon. Yeah, like nastiness. Mm-hmm. Some true nastiness. And what's intriguing is Travis would be the slightly more twitched up explosive guy. Mm-hmm. Cormani would be more that length smoothness, like it'd be a nice. And then you have guys like Nico Reed. I'm I'm blanking on you know. I was watching highlights of him. Trevor Woods. 
Uh, no, no, the kid from Ole Miss that signed today. Oh, um, what is his name? Uh, I got it right here. Kendrick Breedlove. Breedlove, yeah. And then you'd have Breedlove in the mix too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, everyone felt was telling us we were maybe too low on the safeties last episode. Start to feel better about those. You start to feel better about the corners. Yikes. So, yes, to answer your question, I think it would free up Travis Hunter to focus more on wide receiver. Just to kind of talk about their games and uh, compare them, Tavion Beasley's coming as well, as I saw our TV says. He is a JSU transfer in. Um, just watching Cormani McLean's tape, and I mean this no slight to Travis Hunter, but Cormani McLean strikes me so much more as a defensive-minded player. Mm-hmm. Just the mentality he has, and you can see it in his tackling. I mean, he is when he comes downhill... That man is coming to do some damage. He he needs to get in the weight room. Everyone knows that. You yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Every, you can see that. Yeah. But when I see Travis Hunter, I don't really see that same edge on the defensive side of the ball. I see it for him on the offensive side of the ball. When he's got the ball in his hands, he becomes a different player. Yeah. I mean, you were hypnotized by his route running. He's yeah. You were. Just he's so like, smooth. Holy shit. Yep. Yeah. Um. And as KB says, Nico Reed playing in the nickel. If you have those two at cornerback, though. Oh, it's perfect. So much speed. Um, another aspect to this, so this came out just before I went live. Four-star wide receiver and CU commit Omarion Miller um, says, I think we're sitting pretty good in terms of McLean coming to Boulder. Well, and that seems to be the consensus for most of these recruiting services as well as mm-hmm. uh, most now predicting that Cormani will eventually end up above. Yep, looking that way. Um, <laughs> we got to talk about the well-off thumbnail. <laughs> the because well, the thumbnail heard around the world, absolutely. This was a... It was so fun to follow yesterday. They yeah. post the video. Yeah. The thumbnail is straight up Coach Prime and Cormani McLean on the field lining up one-on-one across from each other. Right. A few hours go by, and then we switch to the thumbnail of Coach Prime uh, on his bike in between the uh, the hallway of the facility and the indoor practice facility, <laughs> chilling there. There's a white wall, which <laughs> Bucky puts the the photo just faded oh a bit. God. It's amazing. It's there. It's pretty noticeable. And then a few hours later, he keeps it there, just makes it a little bit smaller. Now it's gone, though. Now it's gone since it being taken off the thumbnail. We have the IG post from Cormac. Yes, exactly. So the the because there's. From when we talked on the pod Friday, so Friday afternoon, it was very hush-hush and more just rumors. And you see the number seven on the Mm -hmm. IG Live videos. But it's all extremely hush-hush till like midday yesterday? Pretty much, yeah. So that's almost 48 hours of like most people knew and you're hearing things and you're kind of seeing things. But Cormani doesn't come out with his photos and his posts mm-hmm. till like 48 hours later. Right. So which... in those 48 hours, Bucky's having fun with it. On top of that, the headline of the actual YouTube video is this might be the biggest recruiting weekend so far for CU and Coach Prime, all caps. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're just having a blast with it, man. Uh, it was ton of, tons of fun. Um, it was incredible. I learned a lot about uh, Miami fans this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Great um, people. Great people. Fine perspective on like, hey, yeah. <laughs> if Cormani doesn't come to us, it's okay. Another, another talented Floridian will. 
No yeah. problems here. <laughs> Trico says X Miami players on a rampage on Twitter about Kermani McLean. Yeah. It was a uh, it was a battlefield out there. Uh, it's wild how much. I mean, th- this kind of stuff shakes these schools and their fan bases to their core. This was my formal introduction to recruiting Twitter and the craziness that college football recruiting can be. So fun! It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Loved it. No, lots to stay tuned for. It was incredible. Yep, Um, and we'll stay tuned on Cormani McLean. Unless you have anything else to say about him, I think we're going to table that discussion. No, I think on Cormani we can can move on. We covered all our bases. Yeah, but man, is this exciting. Yes. um, If you guys have any questions, make sure you get those in now. We'll star them and talk about them at the end of the show. Also, hit that thumbs up button if you're in here. And I swear TV, I think, is kind of making like... A low-key great point. Like, Miami fans at this rate could just be the reason Cormani doesn't want to go to that bum-ass school, you know? Because, like, yeah, you act like this. Right. Who wants you? Yeah. When's the last time that you did anything? About the same time that CU won a national championship. Yeah, it's crying crying Nebraska, kid. Do I have a crying Nebraska, kid? Um, It's 01. It's 01. Buffs destroy Nebraska, and Miami is an amazing team only to get upset by Maurice Claret and the Ohio State Buckeyes in the natty. Yep. Oh, 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 one. That's it. That's all you got. Mm-hmm. So move on with your life. Yeah. We'll see who's in a better position after this year then. It's a shame FSU had the Winston years, you know, Jimbo yeah. Winston, or else right. we'd, we'd be saying the same thing. Hey, they're coming too. I see Absolutely. them on Twitter also. Yeah. Trust me. Oh, oh, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're. They're way sadder then. And Big LT says exactly how FSU did Travis last year. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So. 100%. And it's something Ryan talked a lot about too, because yeah. I can't remember who else. We were talking about a transfer or recruit or someone who CU was in deep with, and so was FSU, that he ended up going to FSU. And he said he saw a lot of it on the 247 message boards and stuff. So. Oh, that's crazy. College football fans are wild. Never change. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, um Please, like, leave some of these kids alone. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. seriously. Leave their families like, get, alone. My get God. Get together, man. It's just, yeah. we're just football fans. Like, take it easy. Especially now that a commitment's not for life. Right. You can, you can change <laughs> you your mind next year. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on, relax. Um, I, the other thing is, I think Miami feels all this momentum with Cristobal and having a top five class and, like, Losing the top dog in that top five class is going to hurt a lot, man. Mm -hmm. It's going to hurt a lot. All right. We'll talk about the news. Before that, I want to tell you all about our friends, new friends at DMVR, friends of CHGO, Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes. They're awesome, man. They are awesome with their premium polarized shades. Yeah. Um, They also... If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Yeah, it's We're, amazing. They're the best. No, they really are. And the they're like durable, like mm-hmm. sturdy glasses, but they're at an amazing price. You use that code DMVR, you're going to get buy one, get one. So already designer glasses, both in design and quality of the lenses and the glasses themselves at like a third of the price. On top of that, now you're getting a buy one, get one. So what was a third of the price now becomes, I don't know, half of a third. Uh, So 
Um, yeah, it's an amazing deal. I got in on it with the wifey at Christmas. And then there was other add-on deals like, whew, they really take care of, uh, of their people. So I, I would check that out if I was you and use that code DMVR. As you said, go to ShadyRays.com, use code DMVR, or visit them in-store at the Park Meadows Mall for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 mm-hmm. people. Also, shout out to our new friends, Bacchus and Shanker. When you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker are here to help. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They offer no upfront fee to speak with them about your case. Also, no fee while they work your case and no fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Hell of a deal. Bacchus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. We can even help if you're injured at work. Call us at, ready for this phone number? Lay it on me. 222-2222. That's my number. That's your number. You're Bacchus and Shanker. I'm Bacchus and, no, <laughs> I, I'm number number two. I was born oh, on the second. Oh, I see. Some real Shadur love, too. Yes, huh? legendary. <laughs> also, you probably missed this, but Shador, you see him was walking red carpets and stuff? Walking red. I did see a lot of Shador this weekend. Huh? He, he was snowboarding with uh, Jeremy Bloom. <laughs> Insane. Which is awesome. Insane. And then uh, my dude was grinding every on Saturday night and last night <laughs> yes. in the indoor practice facility throwing the football. Uh-huh. He is ready, man. I cannot wait to watch him play. Amazing. Yeah, me too. All right, let's get to some news. Because we did have a recruiting weekend. We did get some commits. It was amazing. On top of all the Cormani McLean stuff. Yeah. We'll start here. Taylor Upshaw commits to CU. He scheduled his visits yeah. quite a while ago. I believe it was two weeks before we even got to this last weekend. Crazy. He is, of course, is a former Michigan Wolverine. Plays the edge. But as we saw watching some of his film, he can slide inside a little bit. I mean, he's not going to play the one. but. No. Uh, Right, not a one or a zero technique, but I think a guy who could easily play some snaps inside. Um, him and Dominic both in that like mid two fifties right range, so um, probably best suited for a four man front mm-hmm. and in the ground, and yeah, can give you a few snaps as maybe as far in as the three tech, you know, three tech, the right. four eye. We're seeing him doing a little mm-hmm. four eye, a little five tech. He could get you down. Um, so yeah. versatile, versatile, bring some beef, bring some uh, just experience and strength to that defensive front, which they needed desperately. Yep. And we talk about the 40, 40, 20 thing. This is a big, I mean, these are grad transfers. These are guys that are coming into play now. Yes, sir. Yes, um, sir. Last year at Michigan, 14 games played for Upshaw, 12 total tackles, four and a half for a loss. He did have two sacks, however, and an interception. Mm-hmm. Um, only played in 11 games combined from 2019 to 2021. So it seems like he's really starting to hit his stride. Michigan has a lot of depth that kind of stacked behind that. Right. Right. And yeah, just that versatility, um, played a good amount in the big 10 championship. We were Mm -hmm. rewatching some, some footage from that one. So, um, but yeah, a guy who I think is really going to be at his best kind of attacking that inside shoulder, using his power and uh, kind of finding those most direct routes to the quarterback. For sure. Next guy you already mentioned, Jordan Dominic, also transferred in. Yes. 
He played last year at Arkansas before that. Yeah. Massive signing. Massive. This was a really big one, yeah. So this is a six-year player. He spent 2018-2021 at Georgia Tech, Mm -hmm. where he amassed 103 total tackles, 17.5 tackles for a loss, and nine sacks with two passes broken up and five forced fumbles. Yeah, and was really kind of coming along towards the end of last year. As a Razorback. For the Razorbacks, yep. Um, long. You love saying Jordan is also from Polk County, which is where Cormani McLean is from. and We love you, Polk County. They're developing a little bit of a pipeline out there yeah. in Florida. Um, as I mentioned with Dominic, played last year at Arkansas as a senior 13 games played, 34 total tackles, nine and a half tackles for a loss, seven and a half sacks. Great production, rushing the passer there. He also had two forced fumbles. And uh, interesting note, he scored two touchdowns at Georgia Tech. Jeez, crazy. Um, These are guys who, if they were, especially Dominic, if he was an existing player on the Buffs roster, like from last year, mm-hmm. and say Coach Prime had already been here two, three years. The importance of keeping him, you know, it's like coaches talk about like, oh, the importance of that guy coming back to us and not going to the NFL in mm-hmm. the olden days. Like he's a 10-star recruit to me. Yeah. Dominic's like an eight-star recruit yeah. for the Buffs. <laughs> he's Between a... the premium position, the veteran, yes. the veteran nature, the fact that he's he was playing his best football last year, he's coming from the SEC, He's a huge signing. What stands out to me is his motor, his range, and his length when I watch him. Mm-hmm. He's not the bendiest necessarily. Right. Um, but he'll work hard. He's got some explosiveness. He knows how to use that length. And you'll he'll, he'll keep coming after you. He'll keep coming after you. He's not a guy who once you block him the first time, he's just he's done till the next play. He's gonna keep coming. Active hands. I'm really intrigued by this guy and what, you know, the staff of Charles Kelly and Zimmerman and all yep. those guys can do once they get their hands on him. Cause I think he would, you know, he would have been fighting to get drafted at the end of day three and sure. probably would have been on an NFL practice squad next season, you know? Yeah. Even if he went undrafted, even if things didn't work out, he's talented enough. He was coming along well enough towards the end of that year to where, uh, Right, I think that was his path. So to get someone who would have been in the league, in a in a building in the NFL mm-hmm. next year to to come and be like one of kind of the stars of your defensive front is absolutely huge, huge man, massive. Yeah. Um, you can pencil him in as a projected starter at edge. I think we're gonna do that this week when Ryan comes back. We're gonna kind of do our projected lineup for the year. Um, that one should be fun. Yeah. Jordan Dominic measures in at six foot three, two fifty one. As I mentioned, from Lakeland, Florida, that connection is building by the day. Yep. Next guy. Arms look longer to me too. Like he's he's six three. I think we said Upshaw was six four. Mm-hmm. Dominic to me strikes me as the longer of the two. Yes. Um, and then Kendrick Breedlove. We already kind of talked about. Yeah. He committed to see you today. Yep. Was a former 2021 three-star recruit. Um, this is just CFB referenced. Listed him at six foot one seventy-five. Primarily a special teams player mm-hmm. for the Rebels last year mm-hmm. um, and last two years, I guess. Yeah. And then let me find this tweet because he seemed like he was a pretty highly sought off after a right. young transfer player. 
Uh, this is from CU at the Game 1, who added me on Twitter. He had offers out of high school from almost every team in the SEC, including Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn, in the transfer portal for only three days. So Crazy. he either had CU already penciled in as a place he wanted to go or was just a guy who had a lot of people after him. Yeah. I don't think he was in town this last weekend. Um, but he had offers from A&M and Arkansas while he was in the portal. So Not bad. He's not a bad guy who you're not going to find much footage of from Ole Miss. Right. But if you go back to his high school tape, um, was listed as an athlete, which mm -hmm. you and I are huge fans Love of. Love those. Um, you can see the explosiveness and long speed as a running back from his high school footage. You can also see just how, how much his physicality stands up playing on defense um, and as a wide receiver. He's kind of a ball hawk. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's, a, he's a sturdy dude, man. Like um, I, I kind of think he could be like sneaky good. A lot of people have added me saying this guy could start. Yeah, no, so, he's, uh, he's got some baller traits. Man, this secondary. Oh, so oh, much ready. improved. Get ready, buddy. <laughs> Holy cow, man. Yeah. On that topic, uh -huh. new transfer from JSU, safety Cameron Silman Craig, was in Boulder this last weekend. He was getting familiar with his new school. Um, I know Leonard Payne was also in Boulder. He is a grad transfer from Fresno State. Plays defensive line slash DT, mm. a 6'3", 300-pound man. Need um, it. For sure. So uh, a lot of these transfers and guys who have committed before this, I don't know, last week or so, mm -hmm. kind of starting to get settled. Um, right. Those guys we just mentioned, Payne and Cameron Silman Craig, I'd have to imagine if they're there, they're going to be getting enrolled this week, which is when classes start. You think so? Um, so we'll see exactly who else starts to show up in Boulder. Some other news to get to. I believe this was on Saturday. Um, as we talked about, Micah Bernard was one of the players that was visiting this weekend, former running back at Utah. So Cavassier Smoke, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the Kentucky, former Kentucky running back who did commit to CU, I believe, last weekend. Yeah. He tweets out on Saturday that he is verbally committed to CU. He wanted to make it clear that it's only a verbal commitment. Mm, okay. I started theorizing myself. Maybe he found out um, that he was, or that Micah Bernard was there. Maybe not the happiest about that because Kavassia Smoke is a grad transfer himself. Mm -hmm. This is like his last run to try right. and gain some NFL draft momentum. Right. Um, and I think that he may not be the happiest about having uh -huh. potentially Bernard there, but man, if they have both... I know. How exciting Papa would Dylan that be? Dylan Edwards and everyone, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really exciting. Um, Smoke was there, Nicholas says. Uh, he, so, yeah, he may have been there this weekend. Um, I know. He, I think it was the weekend before that he was actually visiting and committed. Mm -hmm. I can't remember off the top. There's been a lot of guys that have come through Boulder recently. Right, right. Um, some other news. Dante Cephas, former Kent State wide receiver, was someone that we had... GFT says he deleted it. He doesn't see it anymore. So who knows what Cavassier Smoke is actually doing okay. at this point. Okay. Um, there we go. Coach Mo talked to him in that video today with the team. So maybe that situation kind of solved itself. Okay, there you go. Anyways, Dante Cephas, uh, former Kent State receiver. He was a guy that Ryan and I were really hoping to get. Yeah. Obviously, he knows Sean Lewis's offense. 
Um, we saw a lot of leanings towards Pitt and Penn State over the month or whatever he's been in the portal. Well, mm-hmm. yesterday he commits to Penn State. So he's out. Um, but in other news, another player has entered the transfer portal that I think CU should potentially kick the tires on and see what's up. And that is former Louisville linebacker Monty Montgomery. Yeah. He yeah. just entered the portal. He was a 70 tackle total total tackle player for Louisville last year. 11 tackles for a loss, six sacks, had two interceptions, two passes broken up, and forced four fumbles. This guy is a dog. 5'11", 225, kind of that new age, smaller linebacker, uh-huh. sideline to sideline uh-huh. type. They need, I, I think they need another veteran linebacker alongside Bentley, the Clemson guy. Yes, sir. They do have guys on the roster, but not like this. Um, yeah. Would just be a massive get for this team, I think. So give me an insight in what your life is like. When th- when this kid enters the transfer portal, mm-hmm. you see it first. Your people are DMing you like, hey, the buffs. How's the how's this? How are the inner workings? A little, you know, inside baseball here, if uh, you don't mind sharing. So, you know? yeah, I mean, I've got a bunch of Twitter alerts on <laughs> a bunch of accounts on Twitter alerts. Uh on three, I believe, is the one that tweeted this out. Okay. So okay. I saw so that. That's how you see it. Yeah. And then the wheel, and then the content writes itself. I mean, yeah, I looked up his stats and I was like, <laughs> yeah, they could use this guy. So I tweeted out, see who needs another linebacker. Easy peasy. That's it's, how it went. It's that easy. Okay. Um, great, great. Shout Love out to everyone story, in the man. DMs, though, especially guys like Samad. Um, who have been t- tweeting me like their top 10 potential right, guys that right. they want. Oh, I love that. Um, so yeah, that's been really cool to see. Shout out to the DMs, but even the angry Miami fans in your DMs? <laughs> Not in they, the DMs. Just they in don't the get a shout just out. Okay. Oh, just the mentions. Okay. Well, and then well, Samad in the comments. I don't think Cephas was offered. Um, it didn't look that way. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So, we ever hear anything about that Memphis nose tackle? Memphis nose tackle. Oh, there's a big boy, and immediately everyone <laughs> was adding Coach Prime. Um, well, well don't, okay, I, I can't just be throwing stuff at you. Don't you worry. Uh, we'll, no we'll worries. I've also had a lot of people asking me about scholarships in the roster, where we stand right now. Oh man, scholarly math. Scholarly math. That should be a segment. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that it should is. be a segment for you guys. Um, yeah. So Brian Howell of the Boulder Daily Camera, he tweeted this out. He saved me from a lot of work because I was going to do you, this Brian. myself. Thank you, Brian. So thank you, Brian. Good he work. said, "CU is at ninety-five scholarship players. That is ten over the limit at this point in time." Writing's on the wall there, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> There's going to be some players so leaving the program. you got to pack your bags and maybe move on out. Um, Jack says he already wow. committed, the Memphis DT. And I think someone above, I think it was I Swear, said... Thank uh, you. See, I knew, the, Florida. I knew our people would understand what I was They're talking amazing. about. Um, is this why Smoke has to put on social media that he's just verbally committed is it because we're already <laughs> maybe and over like, i don't it's know actually, it's actually more a program note than that's a it good is point anyone else yeah that's a good point so who knows but um chris says fat trimming coming after spring yeah um i don't know when it's gonna happen but i'm sure eventually as we get closer to spring ball and of course as we get closer to camp in the summer don't some of those scholarly numbers need to be cleaned up a little bit before the final signing day Yes, because they're gonna. Chances are they're gonna bring in more recruits too. Yeah, so they're gonna. Guys are gonna be uh, not kicked off the team, but asked to leave for sure. Yeah, 
it's going to be happening. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's just an unfortunate, um, unfortunate aspect of coaching changes in college football. It yeah. just, it's just how it is, man. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Jeremiah Brown from Jackson state is also at campus says Aglin law. Um, I believe he committed also, right? Yeah. I can't even keep up with the commits. Oh man. Crazy. Yeah. I think I saw him on the well-off video with Cameron. Oh, that's right. Yes. Simon he Craig. was there. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That I remember that now. Yes. Um, yeah. That was fun <clears throat> seeing those guys. Um, what else do we got? Um, quickly on Marshawn Neeland, I haven't seen anything in terms of him officially withdrawing from the portal and not being a buff. Uh, Sean says, Uga has some dogs literally and figuratively that have hit the portal in the past few days. Hate to see him leave your dog, Sean, but would love them with Prime. Ooh, Braska got one of them, though. Mm, hate that. Yeah, I hate that for sure. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, there's... Right now, they've got a lot to figure out yeah. as far as slimming down some numbers and then... But it does feel like that middle of the defense at this point, right? Right. Um, just on on up the line, defensive tackles, off-ball linebackers, safeties. Mm-hmm. It, if you find a few more blue chippers, we'll take them, you know? Right. That question from uh, D. Regalo, if you're a grad transfer, are you considered a walk-on? Uh, no, sir. No. As a scholarship player. Yeah. Um. So. Last piece of news before we get to your guys' questions. Coach Prime's going to be on the Manning cast tonight. First guest. Boy, he's everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. He's, he's owning everywhere. the moment. Yeah, 100%. Um, so stay tuned to that for tonight's game. First guest, I believe they said it was like, well, kickoff's at what, 6.15 our time? Yeah, it sounds right. So I think around 6.45 is when he's going to be on... That'll be cool. It's a Cowboys the game. Manning cast. Yeah. It's a Cowboys game. Great point. Mm-hmm. Great point. Yeah. Didn't even consider that. Side. It's a Cowboys game in Florida. <laughs> yes. Wow. I All mean, the stars just aligning. If I didn't know Coach <laughs> Prime, you would have picked this one because they're such fertile recruiting territories, yep. if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, Those um, pipelines, man. I, hey, you got to. In full CU gear. Yes. I'd expect him to be in full CU gear again tonight. Oh, yeah. No um, doubt about it. Let's get to the questions. Let's do it. Let's do let's it. Let's do the questions. But first, you guys know we love our Breck beers here at DMVR. They just released their Mile High City Golden Ale. We had our party on Friday for it. We so had a yummy, blast. Yeah. That's the Broncos country, but I know, there you but go. I'm just showing more Breck around. You know. <laughs> beautiful can. Yeah. Um, it was more beautiful a year ago when... The Broncos weren't disgraced. Oh, boy, Jake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Anyways, Breckenridge Brewery, we had a blast at the launch party on Friday. Um, Check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a beer near you. You can find my favorite Mountain Beach Sour. I think they still have some Christmas ale out there. Um, If you're trying to scoop some of that up. There you go. There you go. Strawberry Sky. Yeah, try the new uh, Mile High City. Golden Ale, yep. Yeah. Delicious. I like it a lot, actually. Also, shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, where it is divisional weekend. Dre, we just did bets before this show. We had a lot of fun talking through wildcard weekend and building a parlay for tonight because we hit one on Thursday was when I was on the show, right? Yeah. Hit a plus 1,200 or so. Yep. Yep. 
two underdogs, the over. So we had uh, Niners. We just were big Brock Purdy guys over yeah. here. Uh, Niners, then the Jags outright, which like I thought the parlay was dead until it <laughs> wasn't. You know, it's the meme like the guy. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the G-Men. We're not Kirk Cousins guys right. over here. Um and then we closed it all out with a beautiful over in the Dolphins uh, Bills game. Great weekend for yeah. us. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code DMVR. New customers can bet five dollars on oh, the yeah. NFL divisional round and get two hundred in free bets instantly. Again, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. All right, what's up, people? Let's talk, man. Let's hit that thumbs up button while we're at it. First yep. off, super yep. chat from Big Burn A, 99 Center. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you. Lots of questions today. We have Jay Brown with a 499 super chat. Thank you, Jay. Hey, we really appreciate you. that. Thank you. Um, all right. KB, why did Marshawn Eland fall through? Uh, again, I don't really know too much about this yet. I've only done a little bit of digging. Haven't really found out too much. Um, who knows? Maybe he, I, I would doubt Western Michigan had a better NIL offer or anything, but, um, well, you never know. You never know these it's days. Possible. It's possible. We'll see though. I don't think we've really gotten official word. And when I was on his Twitter this weekend, he still had his CU stuff up on there. So okay. who knows? Okay. Um, I swear TV, the pregame show posted coach Mo intro speak meeting with the team today. Have you seen that? Yes. I watched it while I was kind of getting ready this morning. I didn't, I was listening to it all. Um, he detailed their like workout plan, how it's four stages basically, uh, and the top stage being elite. He said that most people don't get to elite because you have to be like freakishly strong uh-huh. to get to elite. Uh, he mostly wants people in that alpha area, so that's third out of the fourth tiers. It was an informative Scrum. video though. Kids back in school though, mm-hmm. um, you know, school Bucky told up. us. At the end of yesterday's well-off media video that, like, lots of content was coming today. Right. So, sounds like it's kind of starting, and uh, great that those kids are kind of, you know, it begins. It's it's starting. Yeah. KB, what's going on with the other Jackson State players in the portal? That is a great question, sir. Um, So, on the Prime Tracker at ddmbr.com, there are one, two, three, four, five guys who I have listed as potential buffs targets. Uh, Shiloh, I mean, that's a shoe, and that's an easy one. Yeah. Um, Shiloh's already posted his videos. And stuff, right, yeah. exactly. The other one I would keep an eye on is Shane Hooks. Uh, he was JSU's leading receiver in 2022. Um, I don't know exactly how many years of eligibility he has left. Uh, you can start that comment from Jack. We'll talk about that. Um, but the other guys that I have pegged down... JP Andrade, who was Shador's backup quarterback last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, and then another two safeties, which at this point the safety room is getting pretty packed. Yeah. So it may be writing on the wall for John Huggins and Herman Smith that they are going to be playing elsewhere. But we'll see. Who really knows? I wonder if Shiloh's counting towards that 95 number that Brian put out. I'd imagine so. I mean, Jeez, it's a lot of guys, man. It is. It's a lot of guys. You got to start trimming that pretty quickly. Super chat from Big Burn. Do you think Shador will break any single season records and has the center position been improved? 
the center position is actually a position that I don't think even really needed to be improved um, over this offseason. Van Wells is a very capable center. He was PFF's all-freshman center for their all-freshman team last year. I think they uh, Tyler Brown, when we talked to him, he said he w- would look into maybe playing some center. Um, he plays mm-hmm. guard mostly. And then um, I'm trying to remember which guy that they recruited um, that they brought in. I think it was Hank Zelinskis. He plays center also. Mm-hmm. To your question about CU passing records, I'm trying to look that up. Single season, I think it's very possible. Um, Cepho has the all-time for total career yards right? at 9,000. That's going to be hard to beat. Um, oh, and actually, Steven Montez has him by... Just a few, um, just a few yards. I don't know. It's, so here we go. Does Shadur have enough years to to get this? You know, to get the career, probably not. Probably not. But but next season, year. yes. So Sefo set the record in 2014. 3,200 is the most passing yards in a season for a CU quarterback. You can get that. Shador can get that. He you might get that by week nine or ten. Um, oh, especially if, with this receiving quality. Oh, for sure. Lewis's offense. I mean, yes. come on. Yeah. Um, in terms of single season touchdown passes, again, 2014, Cepho had 28. Shador threw Crazy. 30 in his freshman season and 40 last year, I believe. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. Yeah. Um, CU has had some great quarterbacks, but it's always been in more run first offenses. Um, so I think, yeah, Shadur has a really great chance. No doubt about it. Next question from Jack Pence. <laughs> Did my prime hater nickname get RK approved? I'll let you know. I sent him the text with <laughs> your suggestion, and I think he liked it. Um, Good. We'll Good. find out Good. tomorrow when we talk exactly uh, where we're at there. Yeah. Um, also, we're not we're not ending this stream till we get to 200 likes, yep. guys. Like, I... Just like Friday, I can't RK can't come back and us be like, oh yeah, we just right. we settled for 150. Like the people couldn't get us to 200 when you're not here. I need you guys to carry me. I'm asking it as a personal favor. I need to see and work and bullshit online with RK every single day. So I I need you guys now more than ever. Please. please. There are 870 people in here. Come on. We can do this. We can do this. From my guy, Jamel. What is up, man? He asks, what are the major do's and don'ts as a new Buffs fan? Oh, this is a great RK question. It's a great one. Yeah. He's, I'm sure, going to have some that we might miss out on. They're big on like no no red on Nebraska yes, week. Yes, of course no red. Um, yeah. I might have to save this question for I tomorrow. I think you kind of have to. He's going to be able to really get in. Jamel, we'll save that for tomorrow, man. Um I'll do my best to remember, but if you drop that in the chat tomorrow, we'll for I sure want, get to I it. I once got hyped and said like let's go. Don't That's do, yeah, don't, don't do, do that. that. You look like a real noob. Um it's just sco. Sco does all the work yes. for you. You don't need a let's in there <laughs> or you're going to look like a noob. Yeah. For sure. Um, next question, Tiff. My guy Lawrence, who would you say is the best overall player from last year's buff team that will contribute this upcoming season? That's a great question. The obvious answer is Jordan Tyson, yes. who is going to be hurt. So to your point, maybe not going to be contribute this upcoming season. Would it be Nico Reed then? Do you start to go on the O-line? I may just go Van Wells, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Van Wells... Hankerson was a bright spot as a freshman running yeah, back last yeah. year. Um, mm-hmm. And he was hurt a lot of the year. He had a foot right. injury he was playing through. Right. 
So if we get a healthy Anthony Hankerson, um, I would expect he could double his yardage for sure. He only ran for like 314. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can run for 600 pretty easily. Tyson, to me, would be a no-brainer if he was healthy. Yeah, man. It's such a shame that that happened to him against Oregon. Yeah, it's a massive bump. Um, but he should be expected back at some point. Yeah. Really John Wolinski, are any schools doing four straight games away at the end of the season besides CU? Okay, so the Pac-12 season isn't set yet. We've done the same thing, John. Yep. Yeah. Have no fear. That's not that's not how it's going to end up looking. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, I was told in the next coming weeks we should get a finalized schedule for Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else we got? Sean, what's up, man? Some more good talent hit the portal today. Uh, thoughts on Keanu Williams from Oregon at DT and what other immediate needs do y'all see for the buffs? Well, if you give me a few seconds here, I can pull up Keanu Williams. Yeah, you know, we were talking about kind of the spine of the defense, right? Right, That's right where, up the middle. Um, I think probably off ball right now is where you feel you've got the biggest need. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I don't know if, if Cormani didn't, come to see you i think maybe just a smidge more corner depth might would not right hurt. so keanu williams a 2021 four-star prospect of course committed to oregon checking the stats hasn't really been on the field probably makes sense why he entered the portal only played in eight games only has five total tackles in his time at school as a recruit he was listed at 65 to 90 now he is listed well, that can't be right. It says six six two eighty. Yeah, it looks like uh, maybe the we might have the wrong kid, huh? No, it's the right kid. I just don't know where that listing came from. To oh, be completely oh, gotcha, honest, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, pulling up his page on Oregon, he's listed at six four three hundred. That sounds more like it. Yes, more like it. So obviously a great recruit. Yeah, highly touted recruit. Um, so you'll see. Kind of we'll a West see. Coast guy. Yep. I mean, I'm sure we're going to have more transfers visiting, visiting over the weekend. They've got the room, though. Yes. Interior D-line is one of the areas where you're going to find the most openings. So. Right. Yeah. Um, probably need at least one, maybe two more guys exactly. on the D-line. Exactly. Next question. Do you think we get another wide receiver? If so, who? Xavier Weaver, been quiet. Um, so he also visited this last weekend, South Florida wide receiver. He has been quiet. He... Didn't formally announce, but there you go. <laughs> um, they've been trying to get another veteran wide receiver. They tried to go after Tyron Broden. Um, they've had other guys visit. Of course, Jimmy Horn's transferring in. Yeah. I would say at least one more veteran receiver, and then I'm completely fine on the wide receiver room. If it's Shane Hooks or whoever it is. Weaver would be a get. Be fun. Lots uh, of people high on him. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you guys think will start on the front four on defense? It's a great question. Um, well, the two edge guys now. It's probably Upshawn Dominic on the edges. Yep. So going through my list here. Well, I'll start off with Jalen Sami. He's on the roster. He's a big guy um, from last year. Um, didn't play greatly throughout the season. He was up and down at times. He did have some impact plays. Um, but I wonder if Leonard Payne the Fresno state transfer in is kind of working his way into the starting lineup. Also that's kind of the nose. Um, yeah, he's a 300 plus pound guy. Uh So maybe he could be kind of your one to three or whatever you want to play. Right. 
Looking through the rest of the list, you have Shane Cokes also, uh, transfer in from Dartmouth. Yeah. Um, he plays defensive end is what he's listed at. Uh, they also brought in Taj Alston from West Virginia at edge. Uh, he had seven sacks over the last two seasons. Uh, I think that's really it. So, I kind of I I do think there's it's still an opening for that second. Oh, for tackle, sure. You know? Yeah, and then Marshawn Neeland, of course. If Neeland stays, I think he's you can mark him down in Sharpie as a starter. Well, okay, okay. Um, next question: Which position group was the best last year? Man. <laughs> What a question. Uh, um, huh. The running backs had a good year. When you look at it in perspective. Um, wow. They didn't break a lot of big runs, and it was very inconsistent. But when guys came in, they kind of played their role pretty well. Uh, That's actually not a bad call. The offensive line was actually improved from uh-huh. 2021 to 2020 or 2022 um kicker <laughs> yeah there you go cole becker had a great year yeah um i mean russell yeah i mean pretty wide, good tight end maybe i see what you're getting at gearhead with tyson <coughs> and montana at yeah. wide receiver but i mean rj sneed was a disappointment arias got benched to special teams at a certain point yeah um, they started four different quarterbacks it, there was yeah. never a game where you were like oh man these wide receivers yeah Lawrence says Rick George was the best last year from the sound of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was it was rough. Shout That's out to a great Sanford question also. because there might not really be an answer. Yeah. Uh who else we got? Papa. You guys need Uncle Luke on the show. That would be a massive get. If Uncle Luke will come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he's down. Well, so I learned who Uncle Luke was uh, when he came and visited. Do you know who he is? You guys got to watch the 30 <laughs> for 30 go. on Miami. Come on. This is uh, it's college football history right here, yeah. Uncle Luke. Uh, former um, rapper with two live crew, of course. Yes, yes. Um, it's all about the U, right? Yep. That would be his claim to fame. And he was he's another Florida boy mm-hmm. and was visiting Coach Prime recently in Colorado with his grandson, I believe. Son or grandson? Son or grandson. And uh, even though he's a Miami guy and Dion's a Florida State guy, there's a ton of love between the two of them. And uh, yeah, I mean, he really did his thing in the 80s not only as a prominent kind of Miami, I don't think alum is even accurate, like supporter um, and kind of added to that swag and stuff. But he's a, uh, he's also one of those guys from, you know, three decades back who was coming out of that area and having success and really kind of an inspiration to uh, the other kids from, you know, from Florida coming up and, uh, and, and seeing, seeing a black man who was successful like uncle Luke. Um, mm-hmm. was really meaningful to a lot of that generation. Well yeah. said. You nailed it better than I would have. There you go. There you go. Um, from Angela, she asks, what do you think about Uncle Luke telling Dion to hire an NFL guy to help recruit junior and grad, assuming you mean transfers, who are set to go in the fourth and fifth round? Uncle Luke told Dion to give NIL to them. I mean, this is kind of a trend we're seeing already with not even – Upperclassman. Well, I guess you have to technically be an upperclassman, but like Blake Corum at Michigan came back probably because he got offered a freaking bag in terms of NIL. It's becoming just more and more prominent. 
where these schools are starting to offer these day three uh, players, like Angela said, like, hey, like, I get you want to get to the NFL, but here's more money yeah. to play yeah. this year in college, try and improve your draft stock, and then you can try again to get that NFL contract, which... Right. And if you dump six figures on a kid's lap and he's on that, those six figures for one year is going to be about as appealing because the, the contract's not as long-term. You're not starting the clock on being able to make that first big NFL contract, which is your second NFL contract. But you're able to be a legend on campus for one more year while making six figures. Right. It's not the worst. Not at all. At least six figures, too. Right, right, right. Because guys like C.J. Stroud might not declare yet. He declared today. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, mm -hmm. a competitive offer for someone like that right. is not six figures. It's eight figures. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, Blake Corum's situation, I mean, I'm, it was reported he got paid $2 million in NAL this year. Yeah. And with Michigan's program to pay guys to come back, then that that dude's knows. also like coming off an injury, you know? Right. Like that that complicates things. And literally, top like. player in the nation. True right. about Corum right, plus right. Harbaugh coming back. Is Harbaugh coming back? Do no, we know that's that's basically. And right as we were going live, Rappaport was. Uh, he confirmed it. Yeah. Go blue. <laughs> um, do we have any what, other questions? What a rascal. Yeah, Anthony Robinson's situation is weird. We talked about this guy quite a bit, man. I don't know. Um, he came out and said he was committed to Coach Prime, had a weird Photoshop that showed him in like a plain white jersey standing in Folsom Field. He's not listed as a commit on any of the recruiting sites. Um, so, yeah. Who knows? Huh. Huh. Yo, okay. Deus, did you see the well-off episode where Coach Prime plays a song he did with Snoop? I did see that, actually. Yeah, did you yeah, see that? He's yes. got a feature. Yeah. Do you think he will have a new theme song at CU? I don't know the name of his actual theme song. I, of course, know what it sounds like, but uh, that just fits him so well. I, I'd struggle to see him changing his theme song. I loved in another video where Bucky's like, oh, man, he's blasting the music. Yes. <laughs> he's just like you can hear it in the other offices. <laughs> oh, God, he's the best. And he's Coach just is just sitting there at his desk just yeah, vibing. Oh, vibing, man. Oh, come on. Uh, Rick said stuff. he can't wait for Snoop to come. <laughs> Mystical, here I come. That's the song. Um, there you go. So. Yeah. Um, is that everything? I think that's it, guys. Uh, Trello asks, who wins last year? CU versus 2022 JSU, and what's the score? <sighs> JSU probably wins that game at least by a touchdown. It's probably a one-possession game. I say that, but then I think about who CU had at quarterback, and it's like, there's no way. No, They turn the ball over right. too much. That's the thing. Like, So, again... This poor man had to cover four starting quarterbacks last season. If the starting quarterback was quarterback number three, Owen yes. McCown, yes, I think I set that spread as like JSU minus eight and a half. That's a good line. Yep. If it's B. Lou, Brendan Lewis, hammer the under, and it's <laughs> probably JSU by 14 and a half. It's like 35 to 10. Yeah. If it's JT Shrout, it's probably 13 and a half. I think there's maybe a point difference between him and Bilu and anyone else. Forget it. You're talking about more of a three touchdown game. So. Yeah. If Maddox Cop is playing, uh, I had 
Hashtag How many quarterbacks scene. did I, I watch? JT, I watched Brendan, I watched Owen, Carter, and Maddox. I had five quarterbacks. And Jordan five. Tyson threw a pass. And Jordan too. Tyson threw a pass. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you think he deserved uh, the program turnaround? Some fun, right. exciting uh, recruiting news? I'd say so. Thank I'd you. Say Thank so. you. Yeah. John asked, any news on the Ralphie meeting? I uh, haven't heard anything yet. <laughs> That's going to be amazing content when that comes through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Dwayne, what was the offense like last year? Was it a lot of three and outs, leaving the defense a ton on the field? Uh, you could say that. Yeah, Dwayne, it, it was. was. It was a lot of just bad play, Dwayne. Um, Honestly, the year prior was maybe even more three and out city. Right. Mm-hmm. It, well, CU this year it was more like moving backwards. <laughs> I mean, we're punting on fourth and 15, fourth and 20 a lot because JT's getting yeah. sacked or fumbling the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Most drives were like dead in the water before they even started. Right. There's know? Gearhead throwing up the passing stats. It was abysmal. Um, yeah, Literally, the only positive plays were bombs to Jordan Tyson, who averaged like 19 and a half yards average depth of target. Like, right. <laughs> they were bombing it to him, or nothing was happening. Right. Like, the man was literally making miracles occur last yes. year. Yes. Yeah. You guys need to understand that when we talk of Jordan Tyson. <laughs> um, Snoop was featured on Shiloh's rap song when Shiloh was on his team. All right. That's cool. I think that's it. That's going to do it. Great show. Yes. Um, thank you so much for filling in, Dre. It's a blast. Admirable job. I'm going to miss this now and I will stay, I'll stay tuned into well off media. So anytime you need to call me off the bench, I'll be ready to go. Yes, sir. Uh, big shot, Dre shout out producer Tiff. We'll be back tomorrow. Our K will be back tomorrow. Maybe back in studio a, we should be back in studio. Oh, of course. Of course. Just the abs playing right now. On this beautiful Martin Luther King Day. Yep. Happy MLK Day to yes. everyone. Happy Martin Luther King Day. And thanks to Illegal Pete's for presenting this. Yes, shout out Illegal Pete's presenting sponsor. As I swear TV said, time to go watch well off video, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Let's go buffs. <laughs>